0: Putin, Zelensky, Biden, NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on the John DePetro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePetro.com. Good afternoon. Go oh, no, good morning. Excuse me. Right now it is 1103. And this is the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now you can always listen online at the website petro.com So I am com- uh, coming to you from Reznors, Poland. Uh, it just occurred to me that I left my home yesterday at 11 a.m. And so I have been going a full 24 hours. So, um, we, uh, there's so many different people I want to thank and I will thank folks. This is going to be, if you're listening right now, and actually we're going to replay this. I'm sorry. Time sensitive in the one o'clock hour. I apologize, folks. Um, but it is, um, it is, uh, so I've been going 24 hours and we have made it here. And, um, and it, it's just, it was, it was a long 24 hour trip, um, leaving out, of, left out of Logan and then into Germany. And then into, um, Frankfurt, Germany, and then into Warsaw, and then final destination. But I can tell you right now, and again, good afternoon. Now remember, you can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Um, I might as well just say it. So we, I had a, a minor problem at the airport and some of my broadcast equipment was taken. Um, it was at the very final leg. It's unfortunate it happened, folks. Um, There are, um, you know, listen, it's a very tense atmosphere. It was very tense going through customs in Germany. And then it was um, also very, very tense, as you can imagine, with they want to be careful of who's coming into Poland. Um, I can also tell you I was the only American on the flight, at least to this leg of it. I'm not sure about... Also. And that said, I mean, the people are very nice, but it's, it's definitely a tense atmosphere uh, over here. As you can imagine, because there's been major developments, um, we will be doing, I think we're going to be doing Facebook Live for those that tune in for that a little bit later. But for this, we wanted to kick off on the radio part. And then uh, tomorrow, I fully expect we will be, uh, good to go up to speed and do the normal type thing this you know listen, things I told um well I'll tell different people you know things you, you, whenever well Jeff will know whenever you do a radio remote things can can go wrong. <laughs> it's a little bit different traveling into this part of the country. Now tomorrow uh, unless something changes, I fully anticipate we will be at the border of Poland and Ukraine and then um, <clears throat> tomorrow's Tuesday. And on Wednesday or Thursday, I have to check. I am meeting with local officials and also through the State Department. Um, and I want to thank Senator Reed's office, actually. Um, but we're, you know, we're, we're trying to coordinate with them that I could have safe passage, uh, into the, the region of Ukraine, but also safe passage back and forth. Um, I've already spoken with, Various people. It, it is, we don't, we don't want that. Um, and, and it, it can't be a situation. I also want to thank Hugo Live, by the way. (laughs) We got to contact the trades. Um, I want to once again also thank the great Jeff Gamach. Jeff was the one that said, listen, when, if you're going to go somewhere and we've done it, I want you to use this Hugo Live. And, um, and he is exactly right on the money. I couldn't do it without him. So we're going to take it a step at a time. Um, I need to replace some of the broadcast equipment. Um, that was, uh, taken from me. I'm not going to get into too much detail, but I was obviously exhausted. And then there's, there's also three legs of the trip, right? The, uh, I'm not going to go on and on about it. No one likes to hear about travel situations, but, um, you know, I, I was fine after the first seven hour trip to, uh, Germany, but then, um, that really slowed things down and then you're dehydrated. I, I won't go on and on, but then the, the trips to Poland, um, Juan is dragging a little bit on this, uh, on this Monday. So, but folks, we have made it and, and I, um, you know, listen, little things happen. We're going to figure it out. I'm fully confident that we can, uh, uh, do a very successful broadcast and then bring you insight of everything going on. But I'll just tell you out of the box. Um, it's just, a, it's a, it's a different vibe. Uh, the people are very, are angry. Um, You know, the, the, the driver that took me from the airport to where I'm staying for now. Um, he, like, they're questioning me if I have information. Uh, people, they're, they're definitely on edge. They definitely want information about, you know, because would, in fact, uh, Poland borders Ukraine and, and would, would, uh, Putin, would he do something to, to, so Poland? So you, you have, and they figure, you know, here's an American. Um, it, it is, it's also, I mean, people, many people speak English, but there's a big difference of like, you know, saying hello <laughs> and, and then actually carrying on a conversation. I do not speak, uh, any Polish. I do, you know, and I even had the, I want to thank Jacqueline Clay got me the, the Google, um, translate, but it, 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 I gotta perfect it. I have not perfected that. All right. Now, folks, again, it is Monday. Um, I, we anticipated that this would be the, uh, most challenging element was just the first aid, simply because I've been traveling for 24 hours in. It's, it's the three legs of the, the journey. That's an awful lot of, uh, you know, taking, uh, taking off and, and landing. Uh, but I, I'll, you know, I'll be good to go. We'll get some things to get accomplished. Um, uh, early this evening and then be good to go again i want to thank there's so many different people folks from sur- surplus provisions who have just been uh fantastic and terrific and uh keeping me safe i i also want that the people are you know they they know um an american member of the press traveling over here and they're they're doing their job but it's just um i think it goes without saying <clears throat> it um it's obviously a tense situation so i i am right now um, and this is not my final destination, but I am, I think, about 40 miles from the border of Ukraine. And um, and I could see some planes a little earlier or helicopters. When we landed at the airport, there were a tremendous number of military helicopters. And from where I landed, about 15 miles north, I think the 82nd Airborne is there. So the United States, as you have probably... um been following and folks again good morning or we'll just say uh it's monday and you're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm maybe i'll stop giving the time since i think we're going to replay this coming up in just a little while um it's first day folks and and again things um i i i got in later than i thought and then there was um certainly some challenges uh along the way but it's and it's it's also it the the sky it's it's so gray and it just and it is cold and it was snowing when I um, stepped off the plane. But it, it, it there's certain parts of um, Poland that it, it literally looks like you're watching like a documentary on World War II. And I've been through some of these countries before, but uh, first time in Poland and the Poland Polish people are um, they're very proud people. They're united people and they are. You know, really stepping up and working with the United States that is, um, which is uh, terrific and, and obviously, folks, uh, a very significant development. So when I did come in, um, the situation, um, the situation, there seems to be, I could hear, you know, there, there seems to be a lot of enthusiasm. That Ukraine is really holding their own right now uh against Russia so that's positive but um it's it's early and then we're gonna take you down uh as I said right at the border of Ukraine but you have to admire just how well the people of Ukraine are holding up um, a, a, against against Russia and from what we understand there Russia is taking some some heavy losses so i want to just roll through a list now as the week goes along we'll have more extensive but i do want to thank uh the coesed in jim just terrific and uh, very knowledgeable and helpful uh supporter but uh knowledgeable about poland and also you could hear a siren in the background surplus provisions again they are just fantastic i also want to thank um except folks brood awakenings stop and see them remember two locations in Johnston. i wish there was a brood awakening. one could use a brood awakenings right about now um two locations in johnston one in cranston on pontiac avenue and then bald hill road in war and also don't forget about our friends at the lodge 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln i could use a nice meal at the lodge i want to thank uh, statewide towing and then also uh dr harrop and uh, John Hazen white and also Henry oil folks it always seems to uh come down always seems to come down to the oil with a lot of these um skirmishes so oh good and now folks remember you can uh, listen online at the website depetro.com I I really just want to um since I'm obviously a little punchy and been going uh a full 24 hours now which listen it's one thing when you're In college (laughs) with a bunch of your friends and maybe you pull an all-nighter. This one's a little bit different. And I, I forgot just how much the uh, air travel can, can wear you down, but it's, it's a, it's an unusual atmosphere when you come down, especially I won't get into specifics. And I, I just, you know, they usher you along. Um, I, I couldn't, there was definitely, there were definitely military vehicles, uh, helicopters and so forth at, at the airport we pulled into. And, and I'm not going to try to guess who they belong to, but very, very active scene. I did see some military personnel. There's um, there's definitely a presence, an up-to-presence, as you can imagine. I mean, we are, like I said, 40 miles um, from the border, and there have been some significant developments. And we're going to take it uh, step by step. I want to let you know the State Department. They've, they've been um, terrific and very cooperative. And the whole trick here is we're going to, you know, slowly, um, right now it is, I believe 15 minutes past the hour. We're going to tomorrow. I see no reason why we will, we'll be right at the border where the uh, refugees are coming in. And then there's all sorts of things. Um, I did see some of the foreign fighters arriving, uh, but they were not, they were not Americans, but, um, I did see them because uh, you know checking their weapons and so forth so it is a little odd um you pull in <clears throat> excuse me and there's uh people that are literally going to fight in the war and they're uh coming in from different airlines different parts of the world um it's uh that's I, I just think it it tense is a, is a good way everybody's definitely on edge um as you can imagine almost like Traffic in the rain on a Friday in Atwell's Avenue. <laughs> Everyone's just a little bit on edge. But, um, you know, I'm actually feeling better as we uh, roll along. I would even stay on longer. My That was my initial plan. However, I do have a friend on the ground here who is uh, coming to get me in just a little while or very shortly, actually. And we're going to try to replace some of the uh, broadcast equipment that um it happened so fast i've never been a never been a victim of crime before and i lived in new york for nine years uh i'd have to go back to when they um growing up in edgewood one time they stole my bicycle from uh, williams william hall library but um but i am okay i I am okay and i don't want to blow that out of proportion and be overly dramatic it's it's just one of those things you're you're extremely tired there's a lot of foreign dialects um they were young oh the other thing folks you want to talk about masks. Everybody is wearing masks. And it's also, you know, there's things that you don't count on, such as how hot it is to, I mean, they, they all wear, wear the mask. So it's not only just the seven hours on the flight, but then it's, you're in the airport and everybody's got the mask on. And then two other flights and everyone's got the mask on. And then even the taxi drivers got the mask on. And then also, you know, it is kind of funny. Um, I am relieved that I've made it and we can replace what we need to replace. It's just unfortunate. Um, I'm glad they got one bag and it's, it had some broadcast equipment that, um, that I can, I'm pretty sure easily replace. So, um, but it, it, um, but the mass thing, you don't count on that in, in where that really also, is problematic is a foreign diet, foreign dialect. <laughs> uh, it's kind of comical now as I'm thinking about it, as I'm trying to use, um, the Google translate, but I have a mask on and they have a mask on. And, uh, and most of the people actually initially this far in Warsaw was a little bit different, seemed more English speaking, but I, I think as you start to get closer to the Ukraine border, um, it, it's more and more now. I'm in, uh, I'm not fully pronouncing it, but Rezov, which is, it is, um, it actually, um, it, it is about the size of Providence. And it kind of reminds me of Providence just because of the weather and the grayness of it. But all in all, um, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's just, there's a different mood, so to speak. And it's, it's all obviously anyone's talking about. And I could see the newsstand and then in the airport and I couldn't understand all the languages, but it's all, you know, Putin's on the cover and then, you know, the, um, the governor of, of Poland is on the cover. And then obviously, uh, Zelensky is, is everywhere. So this is, um, and again, uh, you're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to thank, by the way, <laughs> Roger and Jeff and everyone at WNRI simply because, you know, I, I did speak and I also want to thank Lee Harris at Q go live. I'll have to I will circle back. We have a list of priorities and thanking everyone and getting some other stuff um is is on it. But um I um it was speaking with someone else folks in the broadcast business, and I I mean very few I think radio companies would yeah, I already know the drill. It would have been a non-starter, let's just say, if that had started. Of me going, you know, down to the office and make trying to make my case and so forth and um and I want to thank uh, Jeff and and, and uh, Roger and Dick and everyone JR who would just obviously you know uh, understood the risks and what was going to be uh, involved with it and and uh, you know we were so close we were so close where I was I could have been live and then done the facebook but the thing is the time issue I need to get some of this equipment while the uh, stores are open. While I have someone that is, um, thank God, willing to take me, and then um, we'll bring you up to speed on the latest. Now, just I want uh, everyone to understand it is um, it is it is crucial, in fact, that that the United States is working with Poland and the sending of the jets. And it sounds like Ukraine is really decimating the Russian uh, military. Um, I did catch some, um, news, you know, arriving. And I, I, again, I'm just, I'm going by bits and pieces of, um, trying to communicate with various people. And a man in, a man in Germany, uh, was telling me that, that there were some Russian soldiers that were apologizing for genocide. And that's uh, pretty amazing. Now, another big development with this is that Moscow is recruiting the Syrians for, from combat. There was a man uh, that I spoke with in Frankfurt, Germany, and his father, uh, he is from France, and his father was uh, a young boy in France in, during World War II. And his father tells him how he remembers as a young boy hiding in the basement and what and seeing the big boots of the Nazi soldiers marching by. Can you imagine how terrifying, uh, his window as they were all hiding in the basement? And what's interesting is his father. Um, this man was telling me that his father's like, well, we're not going through this again. Like this. No, no, no. I've seen how this would. Oh, no, no, no. This this has to end we have to do whatever whatever we have to do uh we have to do this because and that is something that i want to remind people that and again you're listening to the john DePietro show folks this very special broadcast and i want to thank so many of you um if you want to communicate with me if you go to my facebook page that's a, a pretty good way to do it um because you can uh you know convey other various things there's also a great thing called whatsapp and um and that's that's a great app and i have my address posted on uh the facebook page if you want to support the show maybe help me get some uh be able to get some of that uh broadcast equipment back go to the website Petro.com, which i i may be updating a little bit later i'm not sure uh right now we've gone back into priority mode to um we we have to replace that and then i at some point, I need to eat and, um, and replenish. Uh, I haven't been this exhausted in a while. And again, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't like travel stories. So I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to save beer, uh, you guys, the, the travel stories, but it's, 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 um, it's an eerie feel of, um, especially the final leg of coming, uh, into, into Poland this far and, and, and remember, for those that may or may not be, uh, familiar, but, you know, folks, Poland, remember was, many people would remember this, not everyone, but was, was taken over by Hitler, uh, in the Nazis during World War II in Poland, where I am right now. Um, that's where they had all the, the execution camps, you know, and the ones, um, uh, whether it is, uh, Treblinka or also Auschwitz is in Poland. Um, right now I am not far from, we passed one of them, uh, which they still, you know, keep them open as, as museums and so forth. A little grim. I'm not thinking of visiting there this afternoon. Um, no, we need to replenish. And then, uh, and then also I could, one could definitely use a, a good meal, but, um, and, and the Polish food is, is, uh, is delicious so far from what I've had. The Polish people are proud people. They're terrific people, but I wanted, I, I hope everyone uh re- recognizes that there is a positive that the entire world is um is uh rallying around Ukraine and and that's a, a positive development. So for you, I think we're gonna have very interesting broadcasts uh coming up. And especially now that Jeff and I know that QGO Live works fantastic. <laughs> and uh and very clear. And in and, and you can listen on petro.com And you can also send me a direct email that way. Or maybe you want to say, hey, this is interesting, right? Someone from Rhode Island. I think I'm the only reporter over here, but I don't know. I'm not focused on that at the moment. Um but uh if you buy something in the shop at dapetro.com, that guess what? You get a nice little mug or hat or shirt and it also um supports the trip so i think um i think the hard part is over and um we're settling in and then i want to be very clear you know this is unfortunate because if everything had gone according to plan i was going to do um a good part of the show live and then maybe even venture out um into the streets but at the same time it's a little bit inclement weather folks i also want to be very clear and put this in perspective about um, you know what the people of uh, you know Ukraine are going through with this type of military action, the sheer terror that it it sets through Europe, whether it be both uh, you know Poland. And France, and even the people of Germany don't want to go through that again. This portion of the John DePietro Show, it's brought to you by Coogie. It's Ari Coogan e. and Heating. Folks, call him. I'll have all his details later, but you can find him on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. And I also want to mention Propane Plus. Got a nice uh, message from our friend Tim Johnson. Propane Plus. Uh, locations in Rhode Island and also Massachusetts. I will have all of my details on all of our fantastic sponsors, folks, that sponsor the program coming up tomorrow. So if you're tuning in right now, what is this? All right, well, it is one. It's the John DePietro Show, and I am coming to you from Poland. We are right now 40 miles from the border of Ukraine. Um, this is going to be an unusual first day Simply because, um, simply because I've been traveling for more than 24 hours. And also we had a little bit of a glitch and we need to, um, uh, replace some equipment. So, but I'm going to get that handled. I feel good about it. And, um, I'm glad I was able to make a contact. And then, uh, yeah, are we doing Facebook live later? Um, I, I don't know. You know, I think so. I, I can't imagine why we would not. Um, and, and we have all the proper gear. And again, I want to thank Surplus Provisions, who's been fantastic and, uh, everyone that has helped us, uh, make this So we Oh, so, so close, but we will be able to, uh, pull it together. And then folks, I envision, you know, it's going to be fluid. Um, but I would imagine we're going to be, I think we're going to be live probably more, uh, in, in the 11 to 1. And then in the one o'clock hour, we may replay certain parts of, of the trip. I don't know. You gotta be, you know, we're flexible. We're fluid. Hard part is over. We are here. Now we're going to kick it into, into action. And then, um, I will be posting video on the website to petrope.com. But first things first, some, uh, important, equipment we have to it's just it's just one of those things but i i am okay and um could have been a lot worse and and people let's be very clear there are people dealing with much worse these poor people with the pets and themselves and a lot of the elderly residents uh and a lot of seniors you know that the this is horrendous uh this should be putin is not smart he's not savvy he's certainly not a friend of the united states he is a brutal murder dictator and he needs to be eliminated. Uh, as I have been saying. So I think we're going to have a very interesting time. And I also want to be very clear for those that are maybe just tuning in that we have no timestamp on this. Um, I do not. Um, we are here until further notice although we are going to move around a little bit of different parts of poland and as i've talked about at different times when you see some of the video uh the state department is very clear they prefer sometimes you not get exact locations where you are uh just as things uh continue to heat up so listen the good news is we have uh, arrived we have made it um let me think what else uh again i don't mean to keep coming back to facebook because i will be posting a lot of video on dipetro.com if you're unfamiliar with it you could check it out now but so far under the circumstances very happy especially with the sound of Hugo live and um we are one in motion and we are we are ready to roll so listen at this point we're going to take a quick break but stay tuned now um you're going to hear Justin Katz coming up. We were able to do our segment politics this week. I did enjoy it. And, and Jeff, maybe just as a note, maybe we we'll replay that at some point, uh, just cause I did enjoy that and it's pretty up to date. So folks, again, it's John DePietro coming to you from Poland. We are, uh, um, right about 40 miles from the ukraine border i anticipate unless something changes we will be down there keep listening to the program am 1380 99.9 fm you can listen at the website which is petro.com we're going to take a quick break but stay tuned because a lot more of the john DePetro show is coming up next You are listening to The John DiPietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Henry Oil, your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Automatic delivery, budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable. Fuel oil delivery, fuel, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, residential and commercial, it's Henry Oil. Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Remember, online at henryoil.com. Go with the original, go with the best. It's Henry Oil. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Today is Thursday. It is March 3rd. Folks, again, just another reminder. You're going to hear me quite a bit, but on, uh, starting on Monday, you're going to hear this show. We will be on the road. Well, more than on the road, uh, international. We will be at the Ukraine border. So that is the plan. Uh, we're going to be there until, till, there's no reason to be there anymore, but it sounds like this is going to go on for quite some time. We're going to have a lot more on the latest over there as the world continues to unite against Putin, who is evil. They are absolutely killing all these innocent people with their war against Ukraine. We're going to have a lot more in that coming up. But, folks, I want to start off. I want to give credit to Channel 10. Um this story is so disturbing. I don't remember the last time. It's not often that a local story actually makes me angry, but this makes me angry now, and it has to do with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. He took over from Governor Raimondo. He wasn't elected. He's fulfilling her term, and what he has done. Um, let's go back to Governor Raimondo. For quite some time, they were trying to get a new contract with the Providence teachers, and again, to give him credit. Providence Mayor Jorge Eloja, they took the Providence schools away, right, from Providence, gave them the state takeover, and they were trying to get a transformational contract. Huge opposition against the union. Anything you want to do. No, no, no. Anything you want to change with them, you got to pay, blah, blah, blah. So this is, as you may not remember, but it was dragging on quite some time. This is all in the aftermath. 2019, John Hopkins report came out, and it just confirmed Providence schools are some of the worst public schools. Uh, in the entire country, the the numbers are just staggering. And what a lot of people you may or may not understand is it, it's really a direct result. I don't care what anyone says, but the charter schools, uh, excuse me, but because of the, the, the teachers union, the teachers unions that have such a stranglehold on the contract, Providence teachers, they work, they work four hours a day. They're in the school six hours a day, but they get an hour for lunch. They get an hour free period. They're actually teaching four hours a day. However, anything else on top of that, you want to start the day earlier, you want them to stay after school to talk to students, you want to extend the school day, you want to have teacher-parent conferences, anything like that. You got to pay, you got to pay, they don't give anything. The teachers union has a stranglehold on the schools and on public education. And it's a good example how, um, you know, people talk about very recently, you know, Attorney General Peter Nerona, he rejected this big health camera just saying because there'd be lack of competition. The public school experiment has failed by and large. There are some, listen, when you have good students, good family households, uh, you're going to have good students regardless where they go. But by and large, it is a failed system because of the lack of competition. In Rhode Island, if they were serious about improving education, there would be school choice, there'd be other options, but instead, they are slaves to the very powerful teachers unions, so there's no change. Now, Governor McKee comes in and says, "Yeah, no problem. I don't want any opposition from them. I don't want them going to another candidate in the primary for governor." So, fine. Uh you have a new contract and on top of that, If you sign it, I'll give every Providence teacher a $3,000 bonus. And I I think there's like 2,000 of them. $3,000 bonus, okay, sets a very dangerous precedent. Because then every other union wants the $3,000 bonus that Governor McKee is giving away. Suddenly he's uh, throwing around money, right, like a drunken sailor. Now enter, we learned in December, Governor McKee, Was then going to give state workers, union workers, a $3,000 bonus as an incentive to get the vaccine. Then he backpedaled on it and said, actually, they can get it and they don't even have to get the vaccine. I just like to give people money. I like to make people happy. What it really comes down to is $1,500 of the $3,000 would land in July. Early voting for the Democrat primary for governor begins in August. So McKee is throwing money around. I I think it's bribes. He's bribing people for their votes or at least attempting to get their vote. And, you know, as much as people can say, do you really think you could buy someone's vote for that amount of money? Hey, if I'm one of those people and maybe I'm undecided, maybe I'm going to vote in the primary. and. And this, this are people who would, you know, they they're gonna vote in a Democrat primary, and they say, I don't know, I'm I'm uncommitted. Maybe I'll vote for Governor McKee. Maybe I'll vote for Secretary of State Nellie Gobea. Maybe I'll vote for wildly socialist, progressive Matt Brown. Suddenly, McKee steps up to the table and says, Hey, I'll give you three grand if you vote for me. So then he pivoted and said, Well, they're retention bonuses. We're gonna give them out to other state workers. They're retention bonuses. Oh yeah, you know, trouble, tough, tough getting people into the workforce. Folks, total lie, complete fabrication. What? People lined up to get a state job. People leave private sector jobs to get a state job. So now we're starting to learn just how many people, and not as he only using COVID money, he's using money out of our budget. And I want you to understand that he's taking your taxpayer money and he's giving it to people. Now, Governor McKee said, "Well, you know, we need it for the worker retention." I want to credit this new reporter from Channel 12 and she has the list of some of the people that are going to get this these this $3,000. Listen to this.
1: Superior Court justices got the retention bonuses, making us wonder if the judges are appointed for life Why do they need $3,000 to be retained? This is a list of all 579 non-union state employees who will be getting Governor McKee's $3,000 retention bonus. It includes 274 court employees, 31 of whom are judges with lifetime appointments and magistrates guaranteed employment for 10 years. I talked to Assistant State Court Administrator Craig Berkey. So if they're a lifetime appointment, why would they need a retention bonus? Well, that's a good question. Burkey <laughs> says it comes down to fairness. Unionized court employees got a similar bonus late last year. As NBC 10 reported last week, the program was expanded to non union <laughs> court employees last month. That list includes Chief Justice Paul Sattel, huh. who makes $250,000 oh, annually. He was part of the committee which decided to extend the bonus to everyone. He also granted himself a bonus. The decision was made to give. Bonuses to all non-union employees um, that would include the Chief Justice. Don Marion of a government watchdog group, Common Cause, has some of his own questions. We want our government to be truthful about what they're doing with our taxpayer money, and in this case, it feels like by by calling it a retention bonus, they're trying to sort of deflect. Some of the criticism that would come if they just called it a bonus. Court spokesman Berkey says the bonus money, which amounts to more than $800,000, comes from the judicial branch's own budget. And that budget comes from you if you are a Rhode Island taxpayer.
2: I would have to, I would have to consult the state court administrator and the chief justice.
1: State worker salaries are public record. Every single judge that I checked, it makes more than $100,000 per year. Live in the studio, Joanna Boris, NBC10 News.
0: I'm going to say this. that That is completely disgraceful. This is Governor McKee. They are throwing our our money around, your money around, our money around. Judge Satell, who gets 250000 a year, he needs a $3,000 retention bonus. You know what? Governor McKee will just pivot and come up with a new name. Folks, I've seen all I need to see. Governor McKee took over from Gina Raimondo and say what you want about Governor Raimondo. Number one, she was elected twice. He was not elected. He's just fulfilling a term. Um, I've seen all I need to see. I've never seen such an I know a guy type of governor. We haven't had in, we haven't had this type of complete, uh, abuse of power. I know a guy, uh, type of, I'll use the word corruption. We, we, we have not seen this since Ed DePreet. You certainly, uh you know, some people are saying, oh, McKee could be the next Garrett, Joe Gary. No, he's he's at Uh You know, there was nothing obviously like this under Bruce Sondland, who's dealing with the credit union crisis. Lincoln Almond, you know, he didn't do a lot, but he certainly didn't do anything like this. Governor Kachiri was trying to get the state workforce in line. was constantly attacked. Chafee, not even Chafee did that. And Raimondo certainly wouldn't have. Governor McKee. Because of this huge influx of money that he just feels that he can just throw around. And he comes up with a term and uh, that he tries to justify it. And then if he gets pushed back, then he just searches and finds another term. So people have to really decide, is this really who you feel? Is this the best the state can do for the next four years? You know, I'll give credit to Secretary of State Nellie if She was asked and she said, no, we don't have a budget to give out bonuses. He, he is just totally abusing the office of governor all to try to buy votes to get himself elected. And I, I'm telling you, I've seen all I need to see. All right. A lot more head. Latest obviously in Ukraine. You're listening to the John DePietro show. The problem with your heating system, call RE Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 24 hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner coogan heating 401-732-6562 they're helpful trustworthy reliable explore their services look for them on facebook and the website is re residential services as coogie says let us into your home don't fix it alone plumbing heating and cooling from winter to summer trained technicians provide 100 service one customer at a time from service calls maintenance agreements installation re coogan heating proud to help residential customers and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority call them today now it's cold it's going to remain cold call coogan heating today 401-732-6562 it's coogie it's 24-hour emergency service hey not long ago Our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is RECooganHeating.com. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, com, and remember, when you're there... We have all kinds of uh, unique, original stories. Folks, it's time for our legal segment. Joining me right now, he is one of the uh, top attorneys in our area. Here's our legal expert. He is attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, if you don't mind, I'd like to start off with, um, obviously, Ukraine is, is a big story. We're going to touch on a number of different things. But just President Zelensky of Ukraine calling for war crimes investigation, obviously, against Putin and what's going on with Russia. And that's certainly not – I don't remember the last time. You and I have talked in a lot of segments. I don't remember if we've covered the war crimes situation. But what, what type of um, – and again, I don't expect you to be the, the word. This is not a common topic. But what what falls under the element – when I hear war crime, that that sounds like you know a legal proceeding.
2: Well, war crimes, to the best of my understanding, can be a number of different things. Um, if you use weapons which have been outlawed by international conventions, um, I believe the cluster bar- bombs that uh, Putin wants to use may be outlawed. And there's some other bomb that sucks all the air out of yeah. the, the environment and then causes a huge explosion. I think they call it the father of all bombs. Yeah. Um, those are illegal by international treaty now is that sufficient maybe not the next level would be are you uh, engaging in essentially terrorism are you are you um intentionally hitting soft targets civilian targets children um schools hospitals um targets with no intrinsic military value um Targets to simply scare the hell out of people and to weaken their will to engage in uh, the conflict, not military targets. The last uh, significant um, leader of a country, who, to my recollection, who went to the Hague, uh, of um, committing war crimes was Slobodan Milosevic, yep. um, who was, uh, A Serbian, he broke off from Yugoslavia, but he was engaged in, I believe you'd want to call it a genocide against the Bosnians, against, um, folks in Kosovo, the Croatians. I mean, all of those Slavic peoples at that time seemed to be at war with each other as they worked out where their national boundaries would be. Milosevic uh, was quite a barbarian he did all these things he used the weapons which were not recognized uh, he targeted ethnic populations um, he was indiscriminate and in who he targeted he was ultimately brought before the Hague um, charged with war crimes um, that trial lasted for five years it ended inconclusively because he died while in prison. Oh. So there's not a real good recent um, case regarding war crimes. I guess you could look back to um, the trials that followed World War II um, with all of the Nazi leaders, many of whom were killed, were hanged, um, were sentenced to life in prison. Um, that would have been a similar type situation. The problem is typically... The governmental leader who wants, who we wish to be charged with a war crime has to be on the losing side or has something happened to their government that they're overthrown. Um, The Hitler regime was overthrown. The Milosevic regime was overthrown. If Putin's not overthrown, um, there's really not going to be a very effective means to extract him from Russia, drag him to the Hague, and have him stand trial. That's not a likely scenario no. unless he's overthrown by forces within his own country and his own oh. government or the military. Wow. But he is doing things which, um, if not quite there, are tantamount to war crimes. The weapons, the targeting of civilians, um, the terrorist activities, if you will, those would be sufficient to get him charged if you could ever get him to a place and extract him for prosecution.
0: Cool. Uh, folks, again, uh, we're speaking with a legal analyst, Attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, obviously that's in the news, but I, I we want to touch on some of the other legal things. It's something that we had touched on, and I think this is interesting, and it has to do with the mayor of Boston, uh, Michelle Wu. who since she's been uh, elected mayor, there are anti-vaccine, anti-mask people. And they certainly don't like a lot of the restrictions that she's imposed and various things like that. So apparently they would, on a regular basis in the neighborhood, you had to wait until 7 o'clock. And at 7 o'clock, it was like a rooster going off. The protesters would be right there and they'd blow a horn and start chanting and so forth. Right in her neighborhood. And then um, I think she would kind of leave shortly after that. And then they would all just go off to work or go on their merry way. Well, this is interesting now because it's my understanding she is now trying to – is this – would this be a law, Tim Dodd, or or an ordinance? Uh, But they're trying to introduce something. Basically, it sounds like to prohibit protesters from going to the homes of elected officials.
2: Yes, it's a proposed ordinance which would um – Allow protests, let's say, at a politician's home, but between the hours of 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., and I believe if the... Um, Hours of, um, where you could protest were violated, you'd be subject to a hundred dollar fine. So that might not be too big of a, um, detriment to people who want to go torture some, um, elected official and, you know, bang drums in front of the house at two in the morning. Um, there's also carve outs that if it's an organized parade that happens to go past a politician's house, um, and it's not between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. That would not necessarily violate this proposed statute. Um, I guess now that she's mayor and she's yeah. um, suffering some protests, this has become front and center. I don't recall her being out front saying boo uh, when Sarah Sanders was getting harassed at restaurants and Mitch That's McConnell right. was getting re- – and um Joe Manchin getting harassed on his houseboat yeah. in D.C. Not a word was spoken, but I guess now that she's catching some flack, it's time for an ordinance. I, I think it's a good thing. I think that no matter which side of the political world you sit on, um, these – you know, organized protests to intimidate and to harass an elected official, um, at their home with their families present, their spouses present. It, it's, um, I think that's where free speech runs up against individuals' mm. rights. And I think having some constraints on the, The method and the hours and the means by which you protest in front of a politician's house have to be curtailed. Uh, Things that are happening today would have been um, never considered to be something people would do a generation ago. But now it seems like it's one of the first pages out of the playbook.
0: Do you think, Tim Dodd, is this something they would be challenged? Is this something they'd be successful with? I've heard even in Boston now. See, They were also doing this. Uh, and again, folks, this week with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. They, they were, you know, close to a home. We had a Governor Raimondo. There, there were protesters that were going to her home. Way back, I remember some protesters uh, went outside of Governor Kachiri's home. And, you know, last summer, as I said, you know, Governor Raimondo, this past fall, some protesters went to the outside the home of Governor McKee, although they weren't that long. Same thing with Mayor Alorza last summer. But with Governor Baker... You know, they would gather pretty regularly in, in front of his home in Swampscott. Uh, would, would this be like across the board or would this, is she trying to institute? Cause other people are suggesting that's why they should give them special housing. So you, you know, you're the mayor. You'd live, for instance, the mayor of New York lives at Gracie Mansion. Uh, there's in a lot of states, they do have actually a, a governor's mansion. We don't in, in Rhode Island, but therefore it would almost be better because then. If they were going to do that, at least they're not disturbing a neighborhood.
2: Yeah, it, that's a, it's a tough um, tightrope yeah. to walk. Um, I, I do think there has to be some restrictions on the, the manner in which you can uh, protest in front of a politician's house. Many towns, you know, people don't even realize that have things like noise ordinances that you cannot have, um, sounds like motorcycles or bands playing or whatever the case might be, fireworks going off after a certain hour. Some communities have decibel levels beyond which you can't, um, operate or you could be fined. So I think that there's a reasonable, line to be drawn as to what is permissible, you know, um, in front of politicians house and what isn't. And I think the nine to nine makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's somewhat reasonable. Um, I don't it's think it's not
0: denying t- someone's right to protest. It's just, or their freedom of speech. It's just, you can't do it Late, late at night, and you can't do it early in the morning.
2: And if you want to do it at two in the morning just to be a buster and you're going to get fined a hundred bucks, if you're willing to yeah. take that hit, I guess then you won't be deterred.
0: Folks, quick break, a lot more. Our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401. 401- 272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Autobody, 401 401- 272 3340 They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today. 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and... If you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today, get it repaired, 401-272-3340. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com And all you do is if you log on at depetro.com no eyes. And then on the left-hand side, you'll see click on listen live. And you do that. And then you just press the play button. And we have people that listen to that and are able to listen wherever they are. Some people go you know, south for the wintertime or maybe they go skiing out west or different places and wherever. People listen from all over. Maybe you just listen somewhere or you live somewhere and you're just not able to pick up either the 99.9 FM or the AM 1380. It's always an option to go to the website. Now, on the website, by the way, on the right-hand side, you'll see there is the link for my Facebook page. There is the link for the Twitter feed. Blue checkmark, by the way. There is the link for Instagram, and there's also the link for our YouTube channel. So never shortage of ways. Uh, if you Google me, it should come up always, to Petro.com. By the way, we also then have exclusive stories that you can't see anywhere else, and it's a happening. Now, if you need to get in touch with me, you'll also see on the website, If you scroll down a little bit, it says they call it the dashboard. So you have meet John petro that's me, hello, where you can uh, learn a little bit more about the program. You have radio show. Now, this is wildly important. If you ever miss a show, maybe you heard about a segment we did, an interview we did. You click on radio show. Everything is right there, almost as we say, like in library fashion. Now, we also have the shop. There's merchandise you can shop. And then advertise. What does that mean? If you would like to advertise on the show, support the show, advertise on the show, reach like-minded people. Just click on that. Boom. Someone will be back to you within... 24 hours. And then if you want to get in touch with me, you can always click on contact. I want, we also have, by the way, folks, you can um, listen. We have so many lift listers in Massachusetts, it's obviously a lot in Rhode Island, but many in Massachusetts. Some of you in Mass may remember I was on there in Boston for several years, a little while ago. And then also uh, in Connecticut, we have a number of listers. So people ask, maybe you're a new lister. We have a lot of new listers. What makes this show different? That's a good question. Well, number one, it's consistent always here. Don't take a lot of time off. Some hosts, they seem to be off more than they're on. Not one. I am always here, as they call The nickname listeners have given me is the chosen one. But on top of that, I think the biggest thing you should know is we like to use a little humor. Humor is always good. And also, I like to go to things. So maybe you're just a new listener and you're trying to see. It's all a matter of how you get your news and the person presenting you the news. Are they giving it first person or are they just relying on another source? Now, as many of you know, and when I mention other talk hosts, I'm not talking about talk hosts on this particular station. I'm talking about some of the other hosts where basically, you know, you watch a story on Channel 10 and they watch a story on Channel 10. And they're not telling you anything that you didn't see. Where this program is different for many of the listeners and a lot of the newer listeners, people that listen for a while recognize, you know, I attend the governor's COVID briefing every week. Why? Because it's a chance to interact Find out other things you don't know by being there. When there's a big court case, I am in the courtroom and talking with either the defendant or the prosecutors or the defense attorney. And then also sometimes, you know, other members of the media. Why? Because, you know, it's a completely different world when you're actually inside the courtroom as opposed to you're just getting the same news as everyone outside. And on top of that, as many of you know, I like to go when there's breaking news. I like to go when there's events. I have obviously covered many of the protests that have happened. And so, folks, and I will do that because, you know, I am, um, I'm obviously a fan of the format, but I like to, I look for people that can tell me something that I don't know. That's what it really comes down to. I look for sources of information for people to tell me something I don't know. And I have found my experience now is the people that normally can tell you something you don't know normally now, traditionally, they're people that are at the event. You know, I've been inside a courtroom where the television stations leave because they have to go do a stand up for the five o'clock news or the 12 o'clock news, whatever it is. And they miss key parts of the testimony. You know, that's just an example. And obviously, things have changed with COVID and a lot of times being there and interacting with the newsmakers. So it's all part of it. I think you'll like it. Thank you for listening.